You want to make mom smile this Mother's Day? You can start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brands she loves delivered the very same day with DoorDash. Wow, that's a great idea. Moms are such a gift to us and we should treat them the same way with gifts, especially on Mother's Day. I didn't know DoorDash was doing that. That's exceptional. If your mom has a sweet tooth or if she's a tech enthusiast, beauty connoisseur, if she's outdoorsy, no matter what she's into, you can make her smile with a fruit or flower bouquet, makeup, tech gear, workout wear, and more, all deliverable through DoorDash. Get all your Mother's Day gifts all in one place and get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 or more on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with code THEO. That's T-H-E-O. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Today's episode is brought to you by Ridge Wallet. Ridge Wallet. They've done a lot of great things here and been a longtime supporter of this past weekend. And I'll see a lot of guys on the road when I'm out there and about, and they'll show me they got that FPC, that front pocket carry. Because Ridge Wallet, they've redesigned the way you carry that money, the way you carry them meal tickets. It used to be you had that little saddle back on your, in your back pocket, that heavy piece of cow skin but now you got that hard hitter that front pocket carry ridge wallet will block uh possibly a bullet i wouldn't try it but it could and right now you can go to ridgewallet.com slash hitter and use code hitter at checkout for 10 percent. that's code h-i-t-t-e-r for 10 percent off at ridgewallet.com slash hitter i've had different wallets and i don't have them anymore And I don't know what else I can say about that except you know that if you're tired of being in the valley of wallet uncomfort, then head up over that ridge. This past weekend is gratefully brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare. It's an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. You'll discover countless ways to fuel your curiosity, creativity, and career. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, or even illustration. Things that are very useful these days in today's modern world. You, can, you don't have a skill, you can learn it. Skillshare. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to help you keep learning. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering this past weekend listeners two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. To sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Theo Vaughn. Go get those skills. Today's episode, you guys know him. He does the booking here. He is uh, he's also uh, a rising um, actor in the Hollywood scene. Um, he's got so much energy. Uh, he's one of a kind. And we're so happy to have him here. And how we met him is absolutely fascinating and came, and came to be in his life. Um, I mean, it's just, it's, here he is, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from the new movie, Ma, 
comes out tomorrow. Which comes out tomorrow. Thank you, uh, Nick is in here. Which comes out tomorrow. Uh, our friend, Mr. Gianni Paolo. All right, here we go, sitting here with this guy, huh? What's Gianni, up? what's up, man? I'm chilling, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, man. How are you today? I'm good. It's kind of weird because we set everything up and we usually like get everything together and then I just go sit over there and yep. chill and it's weird being in the seat. Yeah, man, it's weird having you in the seat, man. It's exciting. I know you, Um, so for some of our listeners that don't know, Gianni is a uh, an actor and Gianni just hit up the podcast like maybe what a year ago and just said hey man i like the podcast yeah uh, well, i think, I think through, out. through burn like right. burn I, oh that's right yeah. so i filmed the movie in mississippi kind of where theo like grew up a little bit yeah and um and then i just remember talking because i always talk about comedy like i love it and yeah. i was listening to the podcast on set like uh while before like i would go and film my scenes i'd be listening to this past weekend and one of the pas came up to me um my friend jared and he knocked on the door and he's like are you listening to theo and I was like, yeah, dude, like, I love Theo. And he's like, oh, like, Burn, like, the guys at Smoots down there, like, they all know Theo. And I was like, really? So we filmed the movie, whatever, and then afterwards, like... Um, and no one knows who Burn is. Yeah. Right, Burn uh, is the drummer in uh, Bishop Gunn, whose dad yeah. I used to work on his farm in the summertime up in Mississippi. So so he was working as a PA mm -hmm. or as a transport or something on the movie that you filmed Correct. in in Mississippi. Yeah. And yeah. then, so so you ran into one of his buddies, and he's like, "Oh, Burn knows him." Yeah. And then that's how it all came to pass. Yeah. And then I was like, "I'd love to help, you know, help the podcast. I love it. I listen to it, you know, and you know, I do social media stuff. So that's kind of how we all linked up. And then, yeah, the rest is history. That's it. We've been together for a year and <laughs> a year, dude. Yeah. And uh, so first, I want to talk about the movie. So the movie is Octavia Spencer is the lead of the movie. Yes. Is that a safe term? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She's like the main lead. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so. And so the movie is called Ma, mm -hmm. and it comes out uh, May thirty first. So this is going to air May thirtieth. So tomorrow it comes out. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So the movie comes out tomorrow, and <laughs> and you can see Gianni who does all of like who does all of our booking. And here's a trailer, a little bit of it. Uh, can we watch this or listen to it or not, or we won't be able to? He's gonna he's gonna check with the publicist. I think we're gonna get whitelisted on it. But yeah, if you yeah. want to watch a little bit of it. Okay. Cool. So let's let's take a peek at the trailer, and we can. Uh... No sex or booze. Okay. Woo! Maggie came to party. Let's get filthy. There he was. Excuse me. Can you buy some booze for my friends and I? Not interested. Please. Heal. Woo! There's my girl. This never happened. Okay. Thanks again for doing this, ma'am. You guys want to party like rock stars? Follow me. Let's get drunk. The bar is open. What do you think? We don't know this chick. It ain't much, but it's all you. Cool basement. You're free to do whatever you want down here, but nobody Okay, so upstairs. let's stop it real quick. So we got a bunch of white kids going to drink in a black woman's basement. Correct. Right? Correct. Basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We have one. One. Uh, there's another African-American with us. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, and... and is there any like is any of the movies that like a is there racial stuff in the movie or not really? Not is so it just... much. Um, towards the end, there's like a, you will see it in the trailer. Uh -huh. There, it does um, touch on it a little bit, but it's not. It really has nothing to do with like the film in that sense. Like it's just more like uh, yeah, like 
a black woman can be a serial killer too. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. Did you just give away the whole movie? <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying, like, like it's possible for a black woman to be like a villain. You know right. what I mean? I didn't mean she's a. Serial oh, killer, I see what you're saying. Not, but oh yeah, I guess that's true, huh? They don't have like yeah. a lot. Well, I guess even just growing up, they didn't have like a lot of black characters yeah. in in a lot of movies. I'm trying to think of like a black villain that they had. Yeah. Gray Skull, remember that guy from He Man? Well, see, what I find interesting is like I like would look in the internet and people like um, would get upset that they'd be like, "Well, why is the African American the villain?" Yeah, and like no, that's like the total opposite of like what Octavia wants. Like she wants to be the villain. Yeah, like she wants to. Everyone can play every role. Like there's not like a she doesn't have to play a nurse or a, a maid in every movie. Like she, right, of course. Yeah, and black. there's always black. Like there's this thing out there that's just black anger. Like anytime a black person like open like breathes, somebody's like, oh, why do they have to breathe? You know? Yeah. Like a I black mean, person, like oh, they have to breathe in the same planet as white people. You know? <laughs> um, so sometimes you just get that black anger out there. Was it intimidating? Because this is your first like lead. Uh, yeah. So. So you're one of the – what do you play in the film? Uh, so I play Chaz. He is a it's, – it's one of the teens where mm -hmm. we party with Octavia. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like a high school kid. There's five of us. And, yeah, and we meet Octavia and she starts buying us booze and alcohol. And we're, now, is it real booze when you're on the movie? No, it's just water. Oh. Yeah. So what thing you have to pretend to be drunk? Yeah. You have to like you have to like also there's also a scene, there's a clip of it in on the Instagram uh -huh. um where I like drink the the water and I go, Ugh and I'm like, it's just literally water, but you have to like I guess play it as if it was. Yeah. But the worst part was the fucking joints like because i smoked the whole movie in pretty much every scene mm -hmm. and i'm smoking the joints and it's like fake tobacco oh. so you're like i'm waking up my lungs are fried because i'm smoking it for like four hours right you're still smoking yeah but it's not even real tobacco yeah. would you have rather have been just regular tobacco i would have rather it have been like maybe like 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 vape juice or like something like that like not because they would roll joints like that. Like, mm -hmm. I would rather have just vaped the whole movie instead of, like, just legit. Like, because you're still smoking, like, the spliffs. Is that what they call them? Like, the... Um, the horse legs, yeah. boy. Yeah. <laughs> Them Bing Johns, Johnson. boy. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, yeah, dude. Of course, Gianni's name is Chaz in the movie. <laughs> yeah, that was the most twink name ever. All my names have been Braden and Power, Chaz, uh, Brian... Uh, I forgot there was Brayden uh, and Chaz. Yeah. Those dude, two. those are such. I feel like those are like white slave names. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna get me in trouble, dude. No, I'm sorry. Do you <laughs> just uh, whipping Gianni? My oh, name yeah. is Gianni Paolo. Yeah. Sure it is. You don't have an identity, boy. <laughs> Your name is Randall. Yeah, and you're rushing a fraternity. I um. So you get put into a lot of roles. I know you've said this. Mm -hmm. Um. And so also, so just to clarify, so also Johnny's done all the booking. Johnny Kim has done all the booking for almost all the guests that we've had, really, or reached out to him. I've gotten a couple hitters, but yeah, for the most part. It's been for the good. most part, Nick, it's been Nick Gianni. does help a lot. Name, we got a good thing going. Yeah, no, you guys have been great, man. And you guys put up with me a lot of times, which I know isn't easy, especially over text message. <laughs> and uh, name five guests that we've tried to get that we haven't gotten. That people love that they really want. Yeah. Danny McBride, okay. who I've tried a lot. Um, recently, uh, Chris Pratt, he's busy. I'm just trying to think of like the ones more recent. Um, like Anna Ferris, like people who also have podcasts, Dak Shepard. Right. Like those are the people who I have reached out to just because they're kind of in that world and it's realistic. Okay. Um, I'm trying I to Boosie, little Boosie. Yeah, little Boosie. Little Boosie, yep. we tried him. Yeah, we tried Praise him. Praise God, bro. Pretty much in the group, everyone who's been like, we really want him, I'm like, I tried him three months ago. I tried him last week. Amanda like, Knox. Amanda Knox, we tried her a lot. 
Um, so yeah, we try. Like we Norm McDonald. We should kill a roommate. Oh. That would get her in here. <laughs> 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 Sorry, dude. That's messed no, up. It's... And that's a joke. If anybody's roommates ever died. Yeah. Um. So we tried almost it. Not like, are we strategic about it? What's it like to reach out to somebody and and because you do that, you know, it's yeah. like, what's that like? Um, I don't mind it just because it's publicists so it's like they're people like right. i don't have chris pratt's email you know right. what i mean i would like to but, i bet it's you know. chris pratt at gmail <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i just read out to publicists and i'm like listen well see i was talking to nick about this before you came in uh-huh it kind of upsets me the whole like what's going on now because a, a lot of people to go and promote movies they're going on kimmel they're going on like we, like weird cable like cooking shows and it, to promote things the generic way that it's always been done right and that's not the way people are listening anymore right they don't get the views anymore it's podcasts right. it's it's joe rogan it's you it's tiger belly like those are the ones that that's what's getting the listens from the millennials and that's what this movie's about which is why i've been going on podcasts to promote it's yeah. like i mean i wouldn't go on kimmel anyways because i'm not big enough but like this is it. This is like what the studios have to realize. Like this is where people are gonna, you know, go to, and it's a full length thing. Yeah. Like if they're listening to a clip on Jimmy Kimmel and they're talking about Zac Efron, you know, his uh, dick came out in a, in a movie scene or something like that. Who was on a plane with me a week ago? I saw was him on a plane. He walked by three times, dude. Dude, I love him. I mean, like in like a straight First, way. He kept trying like... to pretend he was all tired when he was walking by every time. <laughs> really? Yeah. Was he in first class with you? I was like, you can't be that tired and walk up and down all three times. Just dude. yawning and stretching. Yeah. Like he did like seven fake yawns. <laughs> like he was almost a cheerleader by the end of it. <laughs> wait, 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 where was he coming from? Like where, was this when you went to he New York? to New York, yeah. yeah nice. But, so was it, did you send yourself an email to get booked on here then? Yeah, I did. did I sent myself the confirmation, yeah. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> Weeks That's without awesome. a reply too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, weeks without a reply. Who was the one that Gianni, we, we missed him because Gianni dropped the ball. Uh, Who was it? Callen. But, yeah, but I didn't drop Callen. the ball. It was Brian Callen. Yeah. Because he pretended he, he, he never knew, had the ball. He knew, <laughs> Brian knew that he was coming on this past weekend, but it conflicted with Rogan. Yeah. So, like, they're right across the wall. So I assume they're going to do their episode and then just come, he's going to walk in here after because I confirmed with them, like, a week before this. Yeah. And then he he went on Rogan, so he's like, "Oh, you forgot forgot about Theo, but you went on Rogan, okay?" Yeah, I think if you hear the word Rogan, you just forget about everything. But I don't <laughs> I don't blame him. It's like I'm gonna go to Rogan, or I'm gonna go to Danny's over here, <laughs> where these guys are fucking <laughs> shoveling yeah. bootleg CBD oil out. <laughs> that's mint flavored. Um, shout so, out on Common Apothecary. Yeah, shout out on Common Apothecary. <laughs> Uh, well, dude, first of all, I just want to say thanks so much, man. And second of all, yeah, it's crazy. It's almost like we backdoored ourselves into a guest uh, with Gianni, you know? Um, so we Yeah, hope- I worked for uh, 52 weeks <laughs> just to get on this podcast for free with one me undies a month, okay? I got one pair they're supposed to send you Which more. I'm wearing right now. Are you really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah, those are good ones. Yeah. I'm telling you, I've really adapted to these mediums. He's not, they're not showing up for Gianni. Yeah, dude, I didn't get my May fucking thing yet. You ordered mediums? Uh, Yeah, I ordered mediums. Yeah, I don't know what happened, man. We'll check some of these boxes. (laughs) Um, But we definitely should get you some more pairs. Um, So uh, when you're shooting the film, like how long does it take to shoot shoot a movie? Like for somebody that doesn't know, like me. This took about... um, I'd say four weeks, and then we. That's it. Yeah, and then we because it's a Blumhouse film, so they do like smaller budgets, um, you know, not as you know big and crazy as like the action movies. Those probably take like three, four months. Right. Um. Yeah. This was about four weeks, but then we did go back and do reshoots because they wanted to. Um. 
you know, fix some stuff at the end. Yeah. So total about five weeks, five and a half weeks. And was that the most, the first time you'd ever spent really a lot of time in Mississippi? Yeah, it was the first time I had ever been to Mississippi and I loved it. Yeah? Like, honestly, like I would consider getting a house there because I loved it that much. Wow. Yeah. And do you, so now when you're on these sets, they look like they had some ladies in there in the film too. Are you guys like, is there a lot of like chicanery going on behind the scenes? Like a lot of like, you know, you know, people, you know, meeting up at night. Is it pretty low key? Well, we, uh, since this was such a smaller budget, like you're filming like for 13, 14 hours a day. Wow. So you like don't have time. Like you, like that whole day is to film and like you got to be up in the morning and get get going again but i don't smoke or drink as you know so like that's not my thing like people would go out to bars and stuff and party that night i'd go right to bed make sure i was off book for the next day i'd wake up at 5 a.m i had a personal trainer because i had to get naked in the movie so i had a personal trainer you and had I, to or you just did in every scene I, that seems like something gianni would do <laughs> I was like, yeah are you sure you don't want me to take your clothes i'd be like dude you're in math class okay <laughs> keep your fucking clothes on like all oh, these books are heavy <laughs> yeah um, yeah, he sounds like a young Jacko Willink. He's just getting up. Everybody's going out to parties, waking up at four thirty, training. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I ran. I ran around Mississippi like like I would run the hills of Mississippi. There's a hill. Do you know where the uh, Magnolia Bluffs Casino is? Yeah, that big hill that goes up to where the hotel is. Mm-hmm. I would run that every morning at like four thirty five, and then I would go to my personal trainer and lift. God, man, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. And what would you do then? Paint yourself green and just attack people? Uh, it seems <laughs> like you're very incredible hulkish. Um, what did you think about Mississippi? Like, what was your some of your first thoughts whenever you were there? So day two, so we went to the hotel, um, and we like kind of went around the the town a little bit for the first, you know, and this couple is in days. Natchez. This is in Natchez, yeah. correct? We stayed at the Magnolia Bluffs Hotel for a couple weeks. Um, so we walked around there and I thought it was incredible. Like we went to this place called the pink pig, the barbecue place. Oh yeah. I've been there. So good. I just like, um, you know, uh, cotton, cotton alley cafe. Like a lot of the places were fat just, mamas. Did you go to that fat place? mamas, the tamale place? Yeah. We went there and I like, I literally loved it. Like I can't stress enough how much I love Mississippi, but day two, yeah. um, we're filming. We go to um uh to, we go to set. We're filming outside a liquor store, mm-hmm. and it's in a pretty seedy area, like where the liquor store is. And there um is an urban gentleman, as you would say. He, oh yeah. He comes out of his house, mm-hmm. and he starts like like he uh, he's probably fucked up on something, and he's like yelling like you ain't filming no fucking movie in front of my house, like getting like aggressive, and then like a bunch of more. Was of it Cat f- Williams? <laughs> yeah, it was. Like it was Cat Williams. Williams. Yeah. yeah, he wanted to be in the movie, but wow. he still have a role for him. Um, really? Yeah. So someone was getting aggressive. Yeah, someone did get aggressive, but that was kind of the only like negative experience. And it's not even that negative. It was just some guy that was yelling at us that was probably fucked up. Yeah. But I, I truly did love it. Like the people there were so nice. I specifically remember going to Mississippi and then I would like, if we go to the markets on the weekends, I'd be leaving and I'd be like, like, like uh, to the people with the carts full of stuff, like, thanks everyone. Have a good weekend. And everyone would be like, oh, thank you so much, man. Yeah. And then. The next day, I like when I came back to LA, I went to the Whole Foods and I went to turn around. I was like, Have a good week, and everyone, and everyone was just like, Yeah, get out of yeah, here. Yeah, who the fuck is this idiot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get out of here. You Logan crazy. Paul was in here earlier. Who the fuck are you? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, there is something different. It's just like there's more value on just like, um, 
but do you think that that kind of stuff is real? Sometimes I wonder if it's like genuine or if there's just that people, there's more time for people to spend with each other. So they even enjoy the smaller things, like even waving goodbye to someone in, in Mississippi, you're saying, yeah, or just like in, yeah, in slower parts of, uh, of the country. And Mississippi is probably in some ways that from the places I've been, one of the, like it gets really slow there, yeah. you know, um, like I, if you pick up a seashell off the ground, you can definitely hear slaves in the back and <laughs> deep geez. in it. Like it's old school. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. They still have there's civil war reenactments in the back of every like Chevron. There's mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying? It has like right behind a fucking Shoney's. Oh dude, it's very yeah, they got a Shoney's yeah. right there. I went there on Thanksgiving yep. actually. <laughs> really? Um yeah, and some lady burned her hand in the uh cobbler, I remember, and they had to call the paramedics. But um but yeah, it has an old school vibe, doesn't it? It does, hundred percent. I think people are like brought up with those values in Mississippi, yeah, um, and not so much LA because no one really gives a fuck about anyone else but themselves in LA. Yeah, like in Mississippi, like there's really like not much more to do, except, right? So values and yeah. stuff like that are important. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's interesting, man. Yeah, that's so crazy. You got to be down there because. I mean, who else even gets to go there? Nobody even ever even thinks to go to Natchez because mm-hmm. it used to be like a major stop on like for the gambling boats and yep. all of that. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. it was incredible. Like I truly think that was like one of my best experiences of my life so far. I loved it. Now the nights where you do get a little lonely out there because I know if you're working out hard in the morning, mm-hmm. you're sweating all day mm-hmm. and you're, you know, I mean, you're like a rock star. You're shooting a movie in a small town, you know. Um, you have somebody with a walkie talkie walking around with you, you know, I know what it's like, you know, to at least have, you know, you get that, you know, you get a little bit of pomp, right? Yeah. yeah. When you get on a tender in a place like Mississippi, you get on a bumble or a bumble fuck, is mm-hmm. it? Cause you're out in the rural <laughs> sticks there at that point. They yeah. should have bumble fuck for rural areas, shouldn't <laughs> yeah. they? <laughs> yes. How is that not an app? <laughs> bumble fuck? Yeah. Bumble fuck for anybody who's trying to get laid outside of the city limits. I like that. Um, did you say if you had, if you open those apps up what's it like out there i I didn't you didn't my instagram was popping pretty like in like the requests but um like i'm gonna be like honest like this is was a i think it was around the time where all the me too stuff happened oh yeah and it was um like people were just getting trouble like doing stuff on movie sets like and i was just like listen i'm not even gonna put myself in that position like to even like be with a girl alone like who was an extra in the film or something like that like this is like my chance like i'm i'm not gonna like worry about a girl like and i'm not gonna get myself in trouble in any way yeah so i stayed away from it that's awesome yeah i was pretty like dedicated for these like four weeks like it sounds actually like it, you know what i did um so I got a uh, I got a Pornhub uh, or a Brazzers account. Wow, yeah. going high death. Yeah, yep. I got a Brazzers account. Dude, for the how month. do you? Is it, is it, I don't even think it's four G in some of the or LTE in some of those areas over there. I don't even know. But it was so funny because I checked um, on my account like three on my credit card statement like three months later, and it billed me for like a year. Of course, like <laughs> like the month before. So I called them and it didn't say Brazzers. It said like. CTE billing or something yeah. and I called and I was like hey guys like um, why like w- like, what, what is this charge for I didn't and let's do go this. to that call right now actually I wish <laughs> yeah, we, we had, had that it. call I was guys like, just, just uh, guys just <laughs> discussing their browser's <laughs> expenses but I had it on speakerphone and I was with one of my like buddies who's like not super close but mm-hmm. like he's close and I had it on speaker in my living room uh, and I was like, "What? Like, what's this charge? Like, I didn't do this because I was just trying to figure out my finances." And he's like, "Oh, did you sign up for a Brazzers in Natchez, Mississippi?" I was like, "Yeah, that was me." <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> 
Dude, it must have been pretty cool though, like being so Octavia, obviously an African American black mm-hmm. woman, to be a lead on a movie in Mississippi where mm-hmm. probably a hundred years earlier, you know, like people in those areas, like especially like you know, people with her skin color were probably having a much tougher, you know, a tougher time. And they Agreed. still do in a lot, especially mm-hmm. like in some rural parts of uh of, of that state, you in know, Louisiana as well. Yeah, and yeah. Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it must have been pretty cool, kind of. Yeah, it, it actually isn't. Like, I did not think of that. That's it is pretty incredible. Like, she's leading a studio film. Yeah, and it's her. Yeah, that, did that's she awesome. comment on anything like that? Like, not like in a not in any sort of net, you know, negative yeah. way. But did she like? I, I wonder if she even noticed that. Yeah, not that know? I can remember. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, but I mean, it's definitely like incredible. Like. Honestly, because on Power, like the showrunner for me is a black woman too. Yeah. So like that's a show that I'm on like for a long period of time, and I'm doing this movie, and like the lead's a black woman, so it's kind of cool. Like everything that I'm doing are led by black women. You know yeah. what I mean? Which is like it's awesome. It's a great time for that. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, it is definitely a time where it's like you you got to have more like yeah, especially now as like America gets more like more diverse than it was mm-hmm. when we were kids to have more people like putting their influence on things, you know, so you can get different perspectives and yeah. stuff. Um, so if what's another type of movie that I would see and then I would be like, oh, then you'll like Ma. It's it's kind of similar, like it's... Is it like Halloween kind of? It's a little bit like, it kind of has elements of that, but it's I would say it's more psychological. So it's like, I would say it's like Get Out and Screamish like American Pie combined. Okay. Like it's a, like... I'm telling you, it's a lot of fun. It's a really fucking fun movie. Like, if you're in college or high school or, like, young like that, that audience, like, they're going to fucking love this because it's just, like, crazy. It's like a party movie, and then it turns turns deadly. It's, it's wild, yeah. Is there any breaks in it where you can make out with somebody or not, or is it pretty I intense? do make out with someone in it. Really? No, yeah. I'm talking about if you're in the theater. Um, Yeah, not I could you. see, like, a scene or two where you fucking, you know... You could just kind of doze off a little bit. Oh, yeah. I remember that, huh? Yeah. Trying to get that over the over the pants hand job, you know what oh, I mean? Get all of it. Nothing gets me going like Octavia Spencer stabbing someone. <laughs> <laughs> burning Gianni with an iron. Yeah, dude, that is true, huh? Nothing gets me fired up like seeing a white freshman getting burned with an iron <laughs> in Mississippi. Oh, Man. Fuck. I mean, sit me in the erection section. Fear is nature's most powerful aphrodisiac. Oh, yeah. You know when they say when a plane's going down, 90 percent of the men in there are wrecked <laughs> really crazy? that's crazy or was it, is that like uh is that a real thing yeah it's a statistic and you already get airplane boners so yeah. i can't even imagine you'd you'd oh, bust so dude you have th- one right now bro no i don't but so much so that i get them that people fucking complain about them that's how much i get them <laughs> um dude that's well that's so exciting so so how do you start to so you're going to be in a film mm-hmm. like what do you how do you try to like like what are your expectations of like what your career is going to be like after this how do you manage those expectations um like what do you start to think about because this is like i mean well people you know watch power you know that's a popular show Mm -hmm. but this will be you know this is like a film Mm -hmm. so what is like your brain go there like does your brain have you like in like a hot tub in two weeks in aspen Mm -hmm. like i'm just trying to think because you have a young brain you know (laughs) yeah i got an old brain that's like oh dude you'll be definitely still working for us in a month yeah Yeah, he's like we're gonna i'm gonna (laughs) drop him like a bad habit yeah (laughs) um i actually the total opposite like i hope this launches me into just something like that I can consistently work on a show for like four years. Mm-hmm. But like I don't want to leave the podcast. Like if if something were to I'd have to like shoot away, like I would still find a way to like 
remotely book guests and like work with you guys because this is like the most fun part of like my job. Like the yeah. reason why I am Thanks, an actor yeah. is because like I like to have fun. Like I like to show up on set. I like to like joke around and like you know it's it's fun. You've been on sets. Yeah, you're always in a good mood, man. <laughs> yeah. I wish I was in a good mood as as much as you are. Yeah, yeah, you're always um, in a good mood, dude. Well, maybe one day we'll do a movie and you you can uh, lead it. You know, I would love that. I re I really would like, and that's just something like that I like doing. Like this has been like incredible for me. I've learned so much from you and Nick. I know so much about the podcasting world and like other people. Yeah. So like, like honestly, like after this movie comes out, I'm hoping that I get a TV series for a long period of time. It films in LA and um, I have, you know, like a couple hours a day free where I can podcast and come in and like do this. Like it'd be fucking awesome. Nick, do you think once Johnny starts to pop off a little bit, you know, and he starts buying jewelry and stuff <laughs> like that, dude, buying his brother like fancy necklaces and stuff, um, you think he'll still come in with us or no? I, I got to, I got to believe the little guy. He, he's <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think he truly loves this. Like he said, he loves comedy. He was listening to it before he worked with us, mm -hmm. so like being around it. He, I see him squealing his tires outside of the studio where we're trying to record. You know, <laughs> a year from now. <laughs> Fuck you, Theo. <laughs> yeah, no, and we're getting a new studio. Like, I'm so excited about that. That's true, man. This is our last guest in the studio, so it's actually fitting since you've booked so many of them to come in and close it out. Um, yeah, I think I started right when you guys moved in here. Like, I think my first day, like, you had had one guest in here, and I think it was Jay Moore, and I wasn't there for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, crazy. Right that that's crazy, man, to think of all the guests that have come through here, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, that's like 120 episodes since that's he's wild. been here. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I can't even. I can't even fathom that. It's been fun. We should do like one of those, um, those graduation videos where it's like Dan and then and it, and it like cuts to all the yeah. guests. Yeah, Yanni gets older. Yeah, but he never looks any older because <laughs> he still looks fourteen. What's the youngest you can go read for in a film, honestly, and legitimately play? I read for fifteen, like maybe three months ago. Now, do you take supplements and stuff to keep your hormones down or keep your hormones at bay? <laughs> no, I do not. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Huh. I don't. I guess I look. Uh, yeah, I look a little young. No, I could see you as like a young, like Abe Lincoln's like young son who's like leaving the family to go play rugby. You know, <laughs> dude. You look like you sell sell snake oil on fucking Hollywood Boulevard, dude. Oh, dude, I definitely look like a fucking. I look like somebody that gets shot in one of the. Uh, oh, I look like somebody who's looking for something by a stream in Red Dead Redemption. Yeah, you know, you, you, you look like Paul Rubin and Ruben Stutter, like. Come on. <laughs> Combined, dude. dude, I used to have this joke. It was Ruben stuttered. No, he didn't. <laughs> you sold that on stage? No, I never told it to anybody <laughs> till right now. God, dude. <laughs> Look, dude, here's another 14 year old boy. Here's Justin so Bieber's son. That's my castmate, Corey Fogelmanis, on um on the movie. Is he, it? Yeah, he told me he sent in a video. Um, this kid's like a teen heartthrob. He's got like three million followers. Is he really? Yeah. Corey Fogelmanis? Yeah, he was. Uh, so you know, Boy Meets World. Yeah. They did a reboot, and he was the lead of Girl Meets World. Oh, wow. Yeah, Disney. With Topanga Miller? Correct. Or did Topanga Canyon, or what is her name? Uh, Topanga. Uh, Danielle Fischel is her yeah. real name. She, blo she blocked me on uh, Twitter. Actually, the whole cast of Boy Meets World did, because I, <laughs> I, I had this friend who would tweet at them constantly, like they were actually their characters, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I jumped in That's on it. That's hilarious. They blocked us all. <laughs> Danielle, when are you and Corey getting back How together? am I not surprised Nick is blocked by a bunch of teens, dude? <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, good. <laughs> okay. Probably great to be blocked by teens nick. and i can't remember the dad's name but he, he blocked it too i love when we're all in court a year from now for nick <laughs> they're gonna use this and they're just flashing through all the teens that have blocked him 
Instagram. Daniel Fischel is a full-grown adult now. <laughs> I wonder what she's like, though. Is she cool or not? I wonder. I met the guy, Corey. I, I heard she was a little crazy. I could see her being yeah. nuts, dude. Yeah. I met the guy, Corey, from the first season. He was super cool. Not Corey. Who's this friend? Ben Savage. Ryder. Ryder Strong. Oh, yeah. She, she from the original Sean. season. He played Sean. Yeah, he was a really, really cool guy. Dude, Ben Savage's brother, Fred Savage, he's mm-hmm. like a... He's like a director. Like he's killing it. He's a workhorse. He does commercials. He does. He does fulling features. He was on that uh, that Netflix show. Um, uh, what was the one with um, Wonder Years? Uh, no, no, with Nat Faxon and um, uh, Keegan Michael Key. Oh yeah. You know which one? He was on that one. Sounds Billy bad. Eichner. Okay. It was pretty good. The guy. I'll look it up. I'll look it up after this video. But. Let's hear Mr. Fog- uh, let's see. What's the young man's name again? Corey Fogelmanis. Corey Fogelmanis. Yeah. Dope last name. Hey, bro, bro, uh, Gianni. Uh, it's Corey here. I just first want to say I'm so excited for Mala. Uh, I think it looks incredible, and you look so great in it. Um, but yeah, so my question for you is... Uh, just buddies? <laughs> who is your most famous friend? <laughs> That's a great question. All right. He wants me to say him. Of course. But you know who I'm going to say is 50 fucking cent. That's who I'm going to say. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't say he's my friend, but. <laughs> he, he backtracked off he that came, uh, Yeah. If like, I, I always think about this. <laughs> Bro, that's most of the question, dude. Otherwise, you're just saying, who's the most famous person you can think of right now? Okay. <laughs> Corey Fogelmanis, dude, this guy really likes you, Gianni. Yeah, we're we're well, we became good friends on the movie. Like he's an awesome kid. When they were hanging out more around the movie, to watch uh, Gianni's Instagram stories, and Gianni's like, he he just bothers Corey on his Instagram yeah, story. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was pretty entertaining. Because well, we go to like like it's pretty crazy. You go to a, a Walmart in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And none of these people are expecting, you know, like anyone to be there. Right. So like Corey would walk in and like a, a family would be crying. He'd be like, we, we love you guys so much. And like I'm sitting there like recording it because I think it's awesome. Like, yeah. And he's like, dude, stop it. And he gets like really like embarrassing. Like <laughs> it's also funny. Like like you see like like Octavia and like like I stayed for Thanksgiving at Tate's house. So like Jessica Chastain was there Who's and they're, uh, uh, the director of the movie, Tate Taylor. And um, so I stayed for Thanksgiving and they would go to Walmart, like all of them. And it's like, you're all A-listers, like in a weird like town in Mississippi, like no one expects this. You know what yeah. I mean? So I always think that's like wild to me. You know what I mean? I've been in that Wally world over there. The big one, the big Walmart. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some, it's nice. I mean, yeah. it's it's good. It's good. They got a McDonald's in the back. Yeah. <laughs> but the director, Tate, loves you. Really? And and the producer, John, yeah. He's, he's a like, great director. He directed The Help. He directed Get On Up, the James Brown movie. Now you're making me feel like I should have done that because I went and met that guy, Lee Daniels, recently. Harvey yeah. Lee Oswald? Yeah, Lee Daniels. Yeah, Lee Daniels, Harvey, Harvey Oswald. Yeah. The guy that did the movie The Butler and the guy that does that show uh, Empire, right? Oh, okay. So, little Jesse Smollett. Yeah, Jesse yeah. Smollett country. And he gave me a role in the room. Really? For what, for what I show? And passed on. It's some new pilot that Whitney's doing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's a, he's like, he's like, who's that guy, like that comedian on your Instagram? Like, he's hilarious. We love him. So it's like, they're. And does he prefer men or women, this guy? Well, he is married to the producer of the movie. He's a, he's a man. Who's a what? But he's a man. Oh, okay. But it's also, because I didn't. Gay men in Mississippi are a different lot. <laughs> but it's, okay? it's so weird because they're they... all, they're pretty much beautiful women. Yeah. They're like the mayor of, of like. Oh, the... if you're a gay man in Mississippi, you're the mayor of wherever you are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like when we went on, um, uh, for Thanksgiving he like left in the car and he like he went 
Mississippi has no rules. He has like this white Cadillac <laughs> with n- with like no rules if you're white. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. <laughs> he has like this Cadillac and it's like he's got on a fedora yeah. and he's buying guns and shrimp and alcohol and propane oh, yeah. and he's just driving down the thing. He's like this this gay man with a fedora and a white Cadillac, no roof on it. It's just like hilarious. That sounds like a casserole he's making, dude. <laughs> you put a little propane and some shrimp in a bucket and fucking shoot it four times, dude. Voila, baby. Voila. <laughs> That's some dynamite dude. shrimp, you know? Oh, dude. <laughs> Definitely. That's awesome, man. It's so cool you got to go there and just spend time, man. It's such like a – it feels almost like when I go to Mississippi a lot of times, especially in Natchez, that Mm -hmm. I'm traveling to the past. Yeah. That you're like another time. I would would love to go back. That's why I thought you were going to go to that festival. Oh, it's this weekend. With Bishop Gunn, is it? Well, it's two weekends ago. Yeah, it's two weekends ago. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, It was a great time. But I would have went because I – Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We saw the live feed. (laughs) (laughs) Hiring is a challenge, though. But there's one place you can go where hiring is simple, it's fast and smart. A place where growing businesses connect to qualified candidates. Go get a good candidate. Quit milling around, giving your buddy the, you know, give your buddy the opportunity, but make him be qualified. And the place you can find qualified candidates, it's ZipRecruiter.com slash TPW. ZipRecruiter sends your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply to your job. As applications come in, ZipRecruiter analyzes each one and spotlights the top candidates so you never miss a great match. It's also so effective that four to five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That's almost immediately. And right now, our listeners can go to Zip Recruiter and try it for free at this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash TPW. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash TPW. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Today's episode is brought to you by OpenFit. Getting fit and staying healthy. I just left the gym a little bit ago, and it's hard. And it always sounds easier than it is, right? Especially as we get older. But OpenFit is bringing you something new that makes it even easier to never miss a sweat session. Lose the commute to the gym. Let the workouts come to you. That's OpenFit's model. It takes all the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It's a brand new super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. It's a great way to start incorporating fitness into your life. Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it's personalized to your needs with custom-tailored original content. Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, my listeners get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text TPW to 303030. That's text TPW to 303030. And you'll get an extended 30 day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days. You can do it. You'll get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. Again, just text TPW to 303030. That's 303030. 30, 30. 
standard message and data rates may apply. And now back to the episode. Um, Nick, how's it been? Because you work with Johnny sometimes because he's here, he mills around, he loiters, I like to call it. <laughs> how's that been for you, I feel like? Uh, it's it's dope, to be honest. So I, I, we, we rip on each other, but uh, he's super fun to have around. Like you said, he's always in a good mood. Yeah. I'm working here by myself a lot, so like his energy, like it, it, it's great. Honestly, you, he's, he's great to be around. And I'm just like super impressed by it because we haven't even said Gianni's 22. Oh, yeah, I, that's true. I think. And like, I don't know, he's a workhorse and he's like very strategic in like what he's doing. Like, I don't know. I, I see bright things for the kid. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, man. I feel you, dude. Yeah, it, it is really exciting, bro. You know, you uh, like, you can, yeah, especially since you get to see like what the podcast world is like and then also see like what the Hollywood world is like. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you'll be able to probably learn enough to kind of hedge hedge one against the other at mm-hmm. certain points you know to probably if you wanted to produce your own thing or make your own film that you yeah. wanted to star in it's like you knew you know it's like you know where you can find an audience for it if it's exactly. something that's good you know? which i think a lot of it is going like it's going away from hollywood and it's going more towards like it's in your hands you know yeah. what i mean because like i'm writing and and trying to you know um develop my own show and you know like that's the way the way it's going you know what i mean you don't need hollywood as much as you used to yeah it's yeah, it's like it you can really make your own Hollywood kind of. Yeah, you know, um, I mean, you gotta have. I just I can't see how it's not going to go more that direction. There's so many different outlets now. Like mm-hmm. these other streaming services are getting like more money behind them. Like, I mean, this is sports, obviously, but like that DAZN channel, like it's the it's now on par with the quality of content that like ESPN streaming service exactly. is putting out and it came out of nowhere. And What's the, it called? Uh, DAZN. It's spelled D-A-Z-N. Honestly, that's their biggest problem is the branding. Yeah. But like they signed Canelo for like 300 million. They got money behind them. Right. It's a they whole gave, strategy. Yeah, gave... But these things are springing up all over. So there's if, if you put out good content, you're going to find a place and someone who's going to give you money to produce it. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be through the traditional channels because it's almost like, like MeUndies doesn't go to a store anymore they go directly to the people and that's what the content creators are doing yeah well it's weird because it's also like the whole like louis ck like he just doesn't even need any networks he just has his own website and people go and and listen to his special you know what i mean so it's like he doesn't need netflix to buy a special he can just put it out on his own so well the first one he did but then after that he went back to net he went back to well, i think he did he sell it sell the one that was already up on his thing back to them i'm not sure that's a good question well, because then he made double the amount of money you know what i mean he sold it to everyone and then was like okay i made all my money no one's buying it anymore i'll sell it to netflix people will still watch it. it'll get uh, exposure and I'll make money. Right. And if he would have, uh, we might have said this on the podcast before, but if if he would have had like a podcast during the whole time, yeah. he could have even not went away mm-hmm. and like still had like this groundswell of people in his corner mm-hmm. that like, like, I don't know, like, yeah, yeah he did something wrong, but we're yeah. not going to just drop him completely mm-hmm. instead of going dormant or whatever for the last year and a half. Yeah. 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 yeah it's kind of interesting to like, you know, it's kind of interesting and it's kind of like scary to think about like. Yeah, like what, you know, like what's going to be next, how it's going to change, how are like the, you know, how are, because so many people listen and watch podcasts mm-hmm. and go to. More than cable now. Yeah, and go to see those entertainers, you yeah. know, and, the, and that those are the entertainers that people go out to see. Um, yeah, it's just kind of like, it, it kind of like doesn't plague me sometimes, but it just has me thinking like, well, what are the possibilities of like creating our own, you know, network, our own making show, stuff that we think is good. Show, yeah. yeah. And then just getting advertisers attached so that we don't have, you know, notes and it can just be straight out of our own brains. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I'm know? super excited about your special because I mean, I don't know if I mean most of you guys have probably seen Theo on the road, but dude, your fucking hour is incredible. Thanks, it's like man. it's like the best hour I think I have seen maybe ever. Um, and uh, you're no offense, like that was great, but like this is a whole new level. Like Thanks, so, I, I I agree because like it's so, incredible. Ari Manis, he follows you on the road. He opens for you. He, he sends me the footage, and sometimes there's whole shows on there, and I'm trying to find like interesting parts. So uh, like I'm listening to it on like two times th- or three times speed, mm-hmm. but like you listen to it, and it's like. It's like music. You can just all of a sudden there's laughter. Theo says something. There's mm-hmm. laughter, and it's just this constant mm-hmm. wave. It's it's yeah. ri- it's crazy. Like yeah. how it's boom nice, boom boom boom. Well, every time you like, because I I have your email on my computer because you know we book guests, and every time like a uh, like a uh, clip from like the Ice House will come in, I'll be like, oh shit! Like I don't know if I can listen <laughs> to this. Like I just lo- like I think I truly. That's how I first like knew of you. Yeah. I went to the comedy store one night to watch um, Delia and Sebastian. And I think you had a later spot because at this time you like weren't as big as you were then. This is maybe two and a half years ago. Yeah. And you had like an 1130 spot and I was going to leave. And then you came on and I was sat in the front row and um, like everyone around me had already gone. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, th- <laughs> like this is the f- most unique, like interesting it was just so different to me and I was laughing my Thanks, ass man. off and that's how I just knew of you and then I started like I went to a couple of your shows and I started listening to the podcast and then you know it's crazy here I am you know yeah here we are I mean I well thank you that's nice you guys to say man I know that I've been hard to deal with a lot sometimes over this year it's just been tough man for me it's just been a, you know it's been fun to have a lot more work and stuff but it's been a, yeah. it's been such like a level of like just stress I think and fear mm-hmm. you know like working like so long in an industry and like you know not you know not really getting much traction Mm -hmm. and then then all once and then like yeah getting a lot of traction but also like it's your own traction kind of that you know that we've created here with the podcast yeah and you know not alone but with so it's just like kind of scary it's like and then suddenly everybody wants to come and like get you to do stuff Mm -hmm. and you're like well what do i do am i making good choices am i making bad choices well when i first Um, started working here a year ago you had I think it was 68,000 followers on Instagram. You have 800,000 now. Like, that is incredible. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, and that's all through the podcast and comedy. You have it. It's not like you did a fucking studio movie. You know what I mean? It's not like you're on a TV show. That is all through comedy and podcasts, yeah. which is what people need to understand. Like, that, it's the podcast world, which is like, and social media through Instagram. Like, that's what's blowing people up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, you can, you did that without Hollywood. Yeah, well, you can get your voice out there. Well, I mean, I had a lot of help. I mean, Nick's done a great job, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, Nick has done a great job. And even, like, you know, moments today, like this morning, you know, sometimes I wake up. There's two ways I wake up, a good way and then the other way, dude. <laughs> I wake up and I'm a fucking loop on my And I can tell right when you text me which <laughs> one it is. <laughs> it is so crazy how you can tell via mm-hmm. a text. Like, the, oh, yeah. I can feel the energy. Yeah. <laughs> well, because... Oh, what, yeah. What, well, look, there's energy that goes into that screen. So I'm glad <laughs> some of it's coming out the other side, man. When he wakes up, it's either like, hey, man, good morning, like, ready to get today going, like, all this stuff, like, do we have everyone good? And then it's also like, hey, man, what the fuck is... <laughs> going on <laughs> why the fuck is the studio not at 68 degrees <laughs> yeah i broke the thermostat whatever yeah, yeah. Dude, you think those fucking two plants can survive in there i'm thinking about yourself Gianni. dude the new studio we got windows dude we're gonna oh, have a fucking yeah. forest dude yeah you guys don't even know we'll put some of the footage in um 
we'll put some of the footage on to uh the patreon yeah which gianni just started helping out yep. like kind of get trying to get to our patreon to like a better level where you guys can see some of the behind the scenes stuff that we do better yeah. um and we'll put like those videos of whenever we went over to the new studio mm-hmm. and checked it out um yeah it's kind of crazy there's definitely more room uh there's gonna be just a place where you can put stuff what are you looking forward to nick because you're in the studio most of the time yeah i mean uh if we i think we could find talent and kind of it's going to be hard to get any show to the level of this because you're Mm -hmm. a unique unique uh talent but i think we could find people who we think have potential that aren't seen and produce their own pods and and recreate kind of the formula we have like the clips channel and the instagrams that mm-hmm. that help blow them up and then with our connections the other pod get them put, put out and i think we could we could have yeah. our own network Which, i mean your yeah. mom's house is doing it mm-hmm. uh, yeah no reason we can't yeah i want to do like dr. our, our own yeah we should steal dr drew yeah. from him man he's so good mm-hmm. <laughs> God, our own, our own good. potential uh, potential like production company like onward productions and we yeah. just do our own shit in-house you don't need to go to some sketchy thing we, we sell our own ads it's like it's it's all together and it's like a collaborative creative experience you know it's not like you have to deal with some guy in a fucking suit telling you you're not funny enough you're like well what have you ever done you know what i mean yeah yeah no look man i mean it would definitely be neat you know i think my fears are just you know doing too much other stuff so i can't do stand-up that much you yeah know, or, I, or yeah. I don't do it but i i do think it's like use your umbrella though like don't necessarily pile on you more stuff but it's like use your umbrella yeah to put on other stuff like you start you start growing like you're just branches off and it doesn't always have to be you right. you like when we have someone with a show, you're their first guest and stuff, uh, kind of help pop them off, but then we go running with them. Yeah. yeah. It's like the same thing like what Kevin Hart does. I mean, he has Heartbeat Productions and he does so many different shows and like executive produces them and like creatively, you know, helps them, but he has really not much to do with it. It's just kind of his name and his brand will help get it out there. You he know has what I mean? LOL Network too, which like yeah. a, lot, a lot of people, it's, it's more urban yeah. sco- yeah. skewed. It's on I, uh, Facebook a lot. Yeah. yeah. I, I uh, actually interviewed them before I was at Funny or Die um, and I almost had it, but I think I didn't know it was as urban as it was. And I kept telling him like, they have all this just for laughs content. They own a bunch of that. And I was like, oh, that's like where you want to go. And that's like nerdy white comedy. Yeah. And uh, so I think that's kind of where I, I Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the big deal with yeah. watermelon? Yeah. Have you yeah. heard of this guy Theo from Louisiana although that's a bad example because you, you you got that swag but yeah. uh yeah yeah dude black guys love you man they do yeah I wish someone would come to the shows <laughs> uh there's been 11 that have come to the shows I think this past really? year yeah and they're always like hey man just want to let you know you have some black support <laughs> and one of them is my friend Stan that came to two shows for me <laughs> um it's like I told all my friends about you and they beat the shit out of me <laughs> yeah but, dude, you know what I was thinking? There's not a lot of crossover. In music, there's a lot of crossover, right? I is, think, it, is it crossover is in what? Like, like if you look at black and white audiences that go okay. to see entertainment, you know, a lot of, uh, there, there's still a lot of, like, bla- a lot of black audiences go to see black stuff. A lot of white audiences go to see kind of white stuff. Well, I think, I mean, I think it bends in some places. Music is definitely a place where it bends a lot. Well, I think because, I like, Post Malone, I don't think... A lot of black people go see Post Malone, but like Drake, like all, like black people go see Drake and like white people go see Drake. So I think it's more the black artists that the white people love. But I feel like sometimes when it's a, a white artist, like there's not support from maybe the black community because like, oh, he's like, he's like white, like trying to like take like what we created. Right. So I think 
like that's kind of like what for Michael I, Rappaport. Yeah. yeah, like you don't Gary see Owen like, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Gary yeah. Owen. Yeah. yeah, actually, black people really fuck with Gary Owen, but he married also a black woman. I think you have to go that far, really. Yeah. Like so, Neil Brennan, he he married Dave Chappelle, so they, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he married himself a couple times too. I think if he could, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Yep. Mm-hmm. Has a his but wife. he's got his his content is so white. Like, it's like, remember I was drunk yeah. driving at the McDonald's? It's like, black people are like, no, we don't remember that. You know what I mean? Have yeah, you, he's just so frustrated with everything. Yeah. He's the best. Yeah. Right? Have you seen those two black guys? They have a YouTube channel, and they'll watch, like, white comic yes. stuff. They've, they've done one on you, and they just absolutely loved it. And I've seen one on them do Burr. I want to find their names, because... Yeah, those guys out. are great. Yeah, it is interesting. I wonder if there's, like, a... um. I think it would do thing. I think it would... If there were more... And maybe this will just happen with time, where more black people support white things and not think that it's like yeah. they're, because a lot of white people aren't like support my stuff. I'm like a, you know, like they don't have any. There's no ego. There's no racial ego yeah. in it. Yeah. I think there's sometimes there's probably like, you know, when you've been like a, com- a community that's been like historically kind of like held <clears throat> held into such a place and not had opportunity, then you probably think like, oh, yeah, this is our opportunity. Like, right. why are you taking this? from us like we have this you know what i mean right why are you taking that too i guess it may be what the feeling is but out here on the west coast i see a lot more guys who are just like it doesn't really matter i think that is one thing you find more and even yeah. just as as time goes on i see a lot more people it doesn't really matter kind of like that's where i see it going where it's like like a lot of it now is that like yeah we want to give diverse people jobs like which is great like i fully support that but it's like like i i'm hoping in like the next like 30 years where it's just like no one gives a fuck. It's equal. The funniest person gets the job. Yeah. The best writer gets the writing job. The best actor gets the acting job. Like, yeah, we want it to be diverse, but like, it should be like, that shouldn't matter. You know what I mean? It should just be who's the best. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, as long as everybody has the opportunity to exactly. be the best. Correct. You know? And also, I think one thing is like, you know, a lot of, str- like with struggle comes, without struggle, you don't get any you know you you gotta have some to get to have something i think exactly you know like you don't get a diamond without some pressure like i think like you're gonna see a lot more softer black athletes over time you know as like yeah once like great like once you realize what it's like to grow up in an area where you know like you have sweaters all the time Mm -hmm. and shit like that dude you're gonna have good black guys that can't even dunk that's already imagine that it's already kind of happening. Jimmy Butler, when he was on the Wolves, like he hated his teammates because they're all like younger millennials and they would play video games constantly. Like they're always playing Fortnite, and he he fucking hated his teammates. Really? Yeah, like he's fitting in way better in Philadelphia. He screamed at him one time at a practice, and it, like it made a bunch of news. He's like, "You fucking need me!" And then he demanded a trade. Really? <laughs> he left because Jimmy Jimmy Butler is old school. Oh, he's old school. Yeah, yeah. it's definitely. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely like. Yeah, it's going to be. I mean, I do look forward to a day where maybe there'll be an opportunity for a white man to be able to start on a basketball team, you know, <laughs> just because, you know, like because Larry Bird, dude. But well, that was that when... one guy. We had to go to Poland to find the guy. They said that they found him in an ice in an iceberg thawed out. <laughs> Who's that guy? Diochik or something? Uh, uh for uh, the Nuggets? Uh, oh, yeah, the Joker, uh, Nikola Jokic. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. He's, he's our Vita Sabonis reincarnate. I love Nik- Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I can't, I can't even pronounce his <laughs> name, bro. I call That's him how the, fucking European he is. I call him the white guy in the NBA. <laughs> he was top five this year, and he's a, he's a seven-foot-like-two huge thick center in being the guy with the ball on pick and rolls. Like, they run him at point. He's, wow. he's a crazy good Jeez, passer. He, it's, it's sweet. Yeah, you've had to really go deep into Europe, man. Mm. Deep into like those, 
you know, like the just the crevasses of Europe, mm-hmm. you know, to really find like a white guy yeah. who can play basketball. We got a white guy that wants to ask Gianni a question. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> is this his dad? <laughs> this looks like his dad, bro. Is this your father? No. Let's that's get this my, video. That's my Oh, uh, how long were y'all there? What's up, Gianni? You sexy little short bread. <laughs> About time you found your way on the podcast, boy. Um, I want to know what it's like to be on Power. Um, I also want to know what it's like to work with Theo. I know that um, you must think that he's super funny, just like we all do. And uh, I want to know what that's like, man. I know that y'all must have some good times and have a bunch of laughs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, and also, how do I get my chest bigger, bro? <laughs> I'm trying to get my chest bigger. Damn, right, nice gang, gang. nipples there for a young guy. How old gang, is that guy? Gang, probably 28. Gang, gang, man. Uh, we probably should do more activities as a group. You know, Maybe we'll have more opportunity to do that in the, in, in in the space, new studio because yeah. there'll be a little more room. Yeah. What's it like to be on Power? Um, it's incredible. I, it? I think it's so much cooler being on a black show than a white show because yeah. like, you show up to a white show and everyone's just like, kind of like like yeah. w- like when you get uh, like the this the cast and crew of like a black show and they're laughing like at what you're doing it feels better almost. oh yeah <laughs> it's just like like it's the same thing it's like when you're wearing like an outfit and like a white guy comes up to you and he's like dope outfit and you're like okay dude get the fuck away from me yeah. when a black guy's like sick outfit you're like fuck yeah fuck thanks yeah, bro dude. i could do anything now maybe <laughs> yeah. i could play pro ball exactly <laughs> yeah yeah i'm gonna go try for the nfl or oh, maybe dude, the cfl if a black guy, yeah cfl yeah, we're gonna go if there. a black guy even pats you on the back or yeah. accidentally bumps in you in the elevator why is like that you could play why ball. is it so much cooler i think there's just like because i think you know i think for for me anyway let me think about that you know I don't know. Black guys just seem more confident and comfortable. Agreed. So you feel like if, oh, you wish you had that. Or yeah. for me, I wish I had that. So if they like, if they think I'm that way or something, then. It's BDE, dude. Yeah. When's the last yeah, time you've seen like a, like a black guy with like a disease? You know what I mean? It's just oh, like, yeah. it's just like, I, I, I never see. It's just like, they're just like, fuck it. We don't need, we don't got that. And they know? don't talk about it. You know, like, yeah, a cool black guy's not going to talk about his disease, yeah. dude. He's yeah. just like, yeah, I got it. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. We're ruining G- Gianni's career. I know, about right? Race <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> but no, there, look, I think there's always been something that, you know, like, or for me, it was always something that I, you wanted to be accepted by the black community or make also yeah. making any other community laugh mm-hmm. is also a fun thing the Agreed. only community i had around growing up in my area was black and white so there wasn't any other options yeah but yeah if you if you're like you know you're in a group of latinos and you make all those guys laugh or so something, so much cooler yeah, yeah it's like oh fuck mm-hmm. it's so much cooler yeah. they well, it, think i'm cool w- i mean working with 50 cent is literally like a dream like if you told me when i was 10 years old 12 mm-hmm. years old that you're gonna be on a show with 50 cent i would be like you can kill me afterwards because i don't need to live anymore and so is he is he a big guy what is he like he is so the first time i ever met him so i went um for season six i went uh to go film episode one um and we were doing the table read for episode two yeah so i saw him come in and he's way bigger than you think and the table read is when everybody gets together yeah. from the cast and the whole cast correct to practice the script yeah okay. so we did that and then I, I like saw him a little bit, but not much because uh, he was directing episode three. So that's when he like kind of takes over. Um, but because he's his character is dead and he's now just an executive producer on the show. So he didn't have to do much. So um, he didn't say much. I didn't really meet him. And I left because I had a meeting right after in New York. So then I went um, the next day I had to film episode one. 
and I went in the gym upstairs of the studio because we film at Steiner Studios in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So there's a gym up there. And I'm lifting and I'm listening to 50 Cent, no word of a lie. Get him up. Yep. <gasps> it was, it was, um, uh, uh, put his brains out. Ah, oh, fuck. What? Heat. I think it was called Heat. Mm. And he comes That's in. That's with Al Pacino. Yeah, it's with Al. Idiot. <laughs> You should listen to a movie while you're in the gym. Yeah. Go on. Yeah. So he walks in and um, he starts lifting next to me. And is I'm he li- strong? He is. His arms are bigger than my head. Like, no joke. Wow. They're massive. And he, he's like in like jeans, like just got off like set. And um, yeah. Damn. He's bro. ripped. Dude. He's ripped. So um, Fuck. So I'm lifting. And then like his, his tits look like hammocks, bro, for muscle. <laughs> He's got to help out that guy that just asked the question. Yeah, there. If you want to know, yeah, go read yeah. that uh, men's muscle fitness episode with uh, a magazine with um. Dude, he is cut. fifty cent. Curtis. I mean, I don't think he looks like that now. That was like maybe when, like, yes, he he's does. like forty something now. <laughs> His arms are just big. I think he's got a little little stomach. He's been relaxing. He was huh? eating fucking Twizzlers on set mm. all day. Oh, really? So, yeah. Does he have any children or not? Yeah, he has a son. I think he has two sons. One he hates and one that he he likes. That's oh, young. nice. But um It's very fucking Lannister of him. <laughs> so I so he came up to me and he was just like, You film yet? He like came up to me and I was like, Oh shit. And I was like I was like, No, um like I'm going down after this. Like it's I don't have a call time till three. And I was like, Are you starting your pre production for directing? And he's like, Yeah, we started doing all that. And then I so I filmed episode two. And I uh, and I, I actually filmed two and three back to back, so I stayed in New York. Did for you it. spot him? No, I didn't. Did you spot hold him. water in your mouth for no. when he was thirsty? He That's did his own thing, do. dude. He got benched by him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but so then we came at, at breakfast, and we had already filmed one day um, for episode two, and then we had another day for episode three. Okay. So he comes up to me at breakfast. It's like six a.m. because I went and lifted early, and he comes up to me. And he's like, "Dude, like your shit is like super funny. Like I watched this stuff from yesterday. Like you're hilarious." And I oh, was that's like, cool. Oh shit! And that was like kind of like maybe one of the coolest moments ever like 50 cent tells you like that you're funny and like he like i'm at breakfast i'm alone and he could have easily just walked in got his shit and you know when it kind of seems like he keeps coming over when you're by yourself though (laughs) maybe (laughs) no but the craziest thing was this is how people get molested in hollywood they don't know what's going on maybe maybe yeah they're just all of a sudden like 50 cents like fucking you does he have a lot of ladies around him or not no not not when we are pretty professional we actually got an email that came out and be like no one's allowed to come on set because this is when the whole six nine shit was happening with like like he was getting shot at and stuff like that and and 50 (laughs) cents friends with him so they're like no people allowed on set like that aren't approved but um you know the craziest thing was um fuck i forgot what i was saying uh women no oh no so so that morning, mm-hmm. uh, I missed Sebastian in here. Uh, like I booked him, and then he came in, and I was filming Power. Yeah. So I was watching the live. Okay. Um, yeah, I was watching the live in um, in my dressing room. So Fifty maps out the um, the scene that we have. Like what the director does, he'll tell you like you should walk here. Like does that feel comfortable for you when you say this? And you kind of work with the director with that, you know. But as for the listeners, and so we do that, and I. I go upstairs to go watch the live feed. I had like 20 minutes to kill and I had to change my outfit. And all of a sudden I look on Instagram and he bought like the first two sections of Ja Rule's um, uh, of Ja Rule's show. Oh yeah. And like bought those tickets so no one would be there and then posted it on Instagram and like caused like a major issue, like a major beef that. again. He like rekindled the 20 year old beef. And he'd just been totally chill. And he'd just been totally chill. Wow. And then <laughs> he puts his phone down, directs us, like we do the scene. 
we get off set maybe like an hour and a half later and he's like yeah like that was fucking awesome like all this stuff and then he goes oh shit I just fucking called out Ja Rule and forgot about it and like went on his phone and was like oh shit like I totally forgot I did this (laughs) 50 Cent buys 200 tickets to the Ja Rule concert to keep seats empty and ongoing. Yep, October feud. 30th, because I was um I was filmed the episode on Halloween. He just put more money in Ja Rule's pocket. No one was showing up to that show. Yeah. It's that fire <laughs> festival money. <laughs> but he is he is a fucking entrepreneur. Like he is a true that guy knows what the fuck is up. Like every time he has something he wants to promote, something goes in the news. Wow. Like he knows what he's doing. It's all strategic. He's a fucking genius. Mm. Yeah. So when you're around him, it seems like, what does he seem like? Does he seem like a tough guy? Does he seem like a businessman? Does he, he seem like- He seems like a comedian. Really? Yeah. He's, he, he's got like, he's, he's very similar to like, sh- like Shab and like that kind of whole like, like that tough guy like comedy. You know what I right. mean? It's, he's, he's very similar to that. And I, I know oh. I don't want to give Brendan that satisfaction that he's like 50 Cent, but- Oh, Brendan probably definitely can hear this wherever he is. <laughs> Brendan can always hear people talking about him, no oh, matter he, how far away they are. <laughs> and the guy also asked what it's like with Theo, which I did want to comment on this, working with you guys. It is- fucking hilarious which is why my laugh ruins episodes you know what i mean it's like I, and the anthrax challenge like it's uh, you guys are laughing like imagine being in the room with it like it's fucking hilarious like my laugh is annoying i get it but it's hard because it's funny you know what i mean yeah yeah you definitely your laugh was egregious in the beginning a lot of people jimmy tantra up so yeah that was the that was oh. the infamous one well that was the first time yeah. i got a mic and then theo texted me that morning like hey man got a lot of problems with the fans no more mic <laughs> my first episode with a microphone and then Bro, i got no joke 200 dms who's the clown in the back huh <laughs> oh, did fuck. you specify it wasn't me that's that's always what i'm worried who's the about. clown with the microphone <laughs> yeah jesus nice. love the app but that guy yeah. in caps yeah but i've gotten better a lot of people are like okay like it's good so i got my microphone back and no more laugh i cover my mouth well i think that's why this episode is good because people can experience a little bit more of the joy yeah we call him joyani yeah you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, it's uh, yeah, man, it actually is really a blessing. I'm glad that you and Nick have a good rapport. Mm-hmm. You know, even when I'm not around, because yeah, I think if it were, yeah, I, I just I know I couldn't keep. Yeah, I don't even know if we'd probably still be together if it wasn't for Gianni <laughs> passing through with the joy sometimes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's been a lot. It's just been a lot of work. It's been a lot of work for Nick. It's been a lot of work of back and forth. Agreed. And so. Yeah, man. Well, that's originally why I wanted to start with you. Like, like I mean, I'm not going to say, I'm going to say like I saw like so much potential because I like, like I think I was like, this guy is going to be fucking huge. Like people just don't know about him yet. And I'm like, I want to help in any way I can because I assumed it's like pretty fucking stressful. You're on the road, like you're trying to sell tickets, you're doing a podcast. So that's when I originally came and was like, I want to help with social media stuff and like, I mean, yeah, it's what you've done, man. And look, yeah. you've done it to an end. Yeah, you're right, man. You said, I just want to help. And, and you know, that's a good go on, Nick. I was just going to say, booking is not. Easy. It's the worst. Like, there are companies that, like, people pay thousands of dollars to, to, like, get guests for them and stuff. Like, and especially if we're trying to hit a specific day, like, it's not easy. And I'm super glad I don't have to do it, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, that's true, man. I don't even know if we could have had guests. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I guess I don't know if I was planning on doing it. I had no idea what the plan was. You know? <laughs> yeah, when I came in, we only had Jay Moore and a Greyhound bus driver. Oh, and that home, the homeless guy. What about the homeless guy? Oh, uneven Steve, dude. <laughs> yeah. And he must not be doing well. I haven't gotten a text back with him in a while, about eight months. Um, but then we also had some faults. Like, if we can look back, like the... Um, the the guy who had Tourette's, which we don't really know if he beats Tourette's, and then we found out later that he was involved in a sex cult where they all got 
Convicted. Everybody got Tourette's, yeah. dude. <laughs> I didn't know it was an STD. <laughs> I think it's going around. Um, and, and the crazy part is one day these same people are going to be probably maybe sooner than later going to be emailing you back to book you. They'll be like, yeah, we'd love to have that person on. Can you come on our podcast? Well, yeah, which is funny because now I do have a publicist because, you know, a couple months before the movie out, the movie comes out, you want to like, you know, like, like I go on podcasts because I want people to see the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she helps me with that. And it's kind of interesting because, yeah, that is like I, I was e- I email other people like Bobby Lee. I'm going on Tiger Belly. Uh, well, I would have already have been on. Um, but yeah, like before I'm emailing like, hey, George, can we get Bobby on this past weekend? And then it's kind of the opposite now. Like, hey, yeah. you want to come on like Tiger Belly? Yeah, That's cool, cool, man. Yeah. And Gianni's getting cornered by the shows he goes on. Why isn't why can't mm-hmm. I go on Theo's show? <laughs> I have twice. Oh, yeah. Twice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> twice. You're at, they're asking you, why aren't you on Theo's show? No, no, no. They're asking me why they aren't on Theo's show. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, talk to my booker. <laughs> That's the only thing I can say, man. That's why I don't handle it, dude. Bro, the t- even the, well, the funny thing is now, like even David Spade the other day, like he's like, hey, man, I need, I think I need some help with this podcast thing. And I'm like, That's just crazy that Dane Cook Does just he... texts, hey, man, I'd love to come back on the podcast. Sometime. Dude, we're going to have him. Me and Dane have the same the publicist. Y'all do? Yeah. That's, that's yeah, we could have a studio one day. You never know. Yeah, it's like, and we can make good content and stuff that's more fair, I think, you mm-hmm. know, and people can own a part of what they do. Yeah. Because um, it's kind of bullshit that no one owns, like, the stuff, like, you're a showrunner and you don't have any say in what happens to your show. Yeah. It's like, this is mine, you know what I mean? Like, this is my, people do 20 years of development to, just to get stuff made. And these these personalities, like, when they go on networks, usually they get stifled, and it's it doesn't end up being them. Like David Spade could have an awesome podcast if yes. he really wa- if he wanted to, he could be so good. Yeah, I know. Uh, Wait, uh, is he looking to do one? Uh, yeah, he's saying like, who would be a good co-host for me to do one with? You know, us, dude. Well, how are we gonna do it though? We'll we'll talk we'll talk more about it off air, but like yeah yeah, because him it could and be Schwartz would Spade. be dope, dude. I the other night, so you know, obviously name dropping here, but I went and met up with Spade to get some food, just to mm-hmm. have dinner, and I'm walking up to the restaurant to open the door, and Schwartz and comes running up behind me to like scare me, scared the fuck out of me, dude. Really? You know? Did he shit himself while he did it? <laughs> I think that was his move. Yeah, <laughs> he's like diarrhea. <laughs> he's like, dang, you were so scared, I just shit myself. <laughs> um but but then we stood around and talked for like two minutes and it was literally one of the funniest conversations that I've ever been really? in. Really? See that? See, yeah. well, that's the, the stuff that I fucking love. Like I, when I'm going on set with actors, like it's not that I don't get along with them because I do, like I met Corey, um, but I feel like out of place because they're like very like like pc and it's like you have to do this and i trained at juilliard and that's not the way i am like i fucking chill with you and like you know like when i went to the comedy store that night bobby lee and crystalia and sebastian are all standing around like that's like i'm not saying like that's like who i think i am but like that's like the crew that i like feel like a part of like and then i go on set with other people who are like actors and they're just like they're kind of like off-putting almost yeah you don't take it as seriously you know i mean you take exactly. it seriously in your yeah. work but you don't mm-hmm. take it as seriously in your ego and that's something nick said earlier um actors are like empty vessels almost mm-hmm. like they're told like be here say this do this and i feel like it bleeds into it like mm-hmm. most of that's why you don't have see actors on this show a lot i don't find them as interesting generally yeah, yeah. they don't have a ton of life experience mm-hmm. like yeah stuff but gianni was a hockey player that's so true he, dude Johnny was a hockey player I mean look Gianni could be the hottest twink in this fucking city <laughs> you don't see a twink pound for pound as uh you know and a twink is a sort of a lean what is a twink Gianni um it's more like a young hairless um kind of like a little skinnier uh boyish 
gay male. Yeah. Yeah. That all the older gay men want. Yeah. And then Correct. when, yeah, they hire him to like carry muffins around and, and like fold drapes and stuff. My mom actually was like, why does, why is everyone commenting on your Instagram? Um, you know, get that hit a twink. <laughs> She's like, why are people, why is everyone calling you a That's twink? That's what I'm saying, boy. And I'm like, why don't you fucking ask to do with a mullet? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why don't you ask, why don't you just be grateful to be in Hollywood? <laughs> you freaking little hairless ingrate. <laughs> Uh, thank you very much, Nick, um, for putting up with everything and for getting us this far. Thank you, Gianni. Thank you. Yeah, it's, man. it's special to be a part of this. Like, it really is. Like, I love being here, and we have a great time. Yeah, well, I'm excited to see where your career goes, man, and I'm, I just hope that we don't lose our booker. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but for real, though, everyone, um, so the movie will be coming out tomorrow um, when this airs on uh, Thursday, May 30th. The movie comes out Friday, May 31st. Please go see it. You're going to love it. It's fucking awesome, and let me know what you think. So. Yeah, let him know what you think. Now, yeah. there's a great opportunity for you to have, you know, to, to let Gianni know what you think about that movie. And it's called Ma, starring o- Octavia Spencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so talented. She was in The Help, man. Mm-hmm. And, she's oh, incredible. So good. And it's so weird because you go on set with an, uh, like, she's a prime example of someone that I did gel with. Because she's not a typical act actress. You know what I mean? Like, she is an Oscar winning actress and then you get on set and she's crazy and she's funny and she's doing accents and she's like like putting on wigs and stuff like that she's hilarious she's, she's cool huh? yeah so that's what I was super nervous about going into I was like oh fuck like right. I have to do a scene with her where she fucking pulls a gun on me like are you shitting me scary but then you go on set and she makes you feel comfortable and it's great there you go go see Ma uh, Johnny thank you for being here and thank you for everything you do for this past weekend thank and uh, and I'll talk to you guys soon now I'm just floating on the breeze And I feel I'm falling like these leaves I must be cornerstone Oh, but when I reach that ground I'll share this piece of mind I found I can feel it in my bones But it's gonna take a little time For me to set that parking brake and let myself all wild shine that light on me. I'll sit and tell you my story. Shine on me. And I will find a song. I will sing it just for you. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Jonathan Kite, and welcome to Kite Club, a podcast where I'll be sharing thoughts on things like current events, stand-up stories, and seven ways to pleasure your partner. The answer may shock you. Sometimes I'll interview my friends. Sometimes I won't. And as always, I'll be joined by the voices in my head. You have three new voice messages. A lot of people are talking about Kite Club. I've been talking about Kite Club for so long, longer than anybody else. So great. Hi, sweetheart. Here's a deal. Anyone who doesn't listen to Kite Club is a dodgy bloody wanker. Jermaine. Oh, hi, I'll take a quarter pounder with cheese and a McFlurry. Sorry, sir, but our ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> I think Tom Hanks just butt-dialed me. Anyway, first rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Second rule of Kite Club is tell everyone about Kite Club. Third rule, 
Like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or watch us on YouTube, yeah? And yes, don't worry, my Brad Pitt impression will get better.